Hello, I'm Guillermina Gonzalez, Executive Director of the Delaware Arts Alliance, your host for today. And with me, we have a very, very important guest and a good friend of the arts, uh, Evelyn Svensson, who was uh, awarded the Lifetime Achievement, Peggy Amsterdam Outstanding Achievement Award uh, by the Delaware Division of the Arts in a very nice ceremony. Evelyn, welcome. Uh, Hello. That I was able to see and witness myself. It was uh, a beautiful moment in, 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 for Delaware and the arts, uh, the fact that you were granted the lifetime achievement. But let me um, briefly say that the Evelyn has been a powerful music force in Delaware for 58 years. 13 years in Seaford and Dover and 45 years in Wilmington. During her illustrious career, she has been a conductor, composer, performer, lecturer, and educator. I'm not going to continue, Evelyn, because if not, it's going to take the rest of the program. But congratulations again in, a, in, in, in getting such an accomplishment. And it was presented by the governor. And it was presented by the governor, and all the main stars related to the arts were there. It was a standing ovation also. Yes. Uh, very well deserved. So let's go back and, and tell us what it means to you being recognized that way. Well, it's something I never expected because I made choices in my life that started me out as um, the wife of a DuPont uh, fellow uh-huh. in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And we met while I was in college. And we married the day after I graduated. <laughs> so very soon. Very soon. He didn't want to let you go. No, but and I didn't want to let him go because <laughs> I had a choice. I had a, a scholarship uh, offered me at Juilliard in New York, uh-huh. but I was a small town girl and I'd never even been to New York. So and, I, I, and I didn't have ideas about being somebody on Broadway or at the Met or something like that. Uh-huh. I, I just thought I would make music wherever I go. Wherever you could. Yeah, and so that's what I did. But then my book that I recently had published was a way of thanking all the people who helped me on my way. There you go. And by the time I got to Wilmington, then they were looking for the first woman to do all these things. And it's happened (laughs) to you. Like conduct the symphony and the opera Uh and the, you know, and the ardent singers and the brandywiners. Mm -hmm. And after I had already been a soloist with those four groups. Uh Uh-huh. But I went back to Westchester and got my master's. That's when my four children were going away to college, and I figured, well, this is what I can do instead of that empty house syndrome, you know. <laughs> so you just went back to school? I went back to school, and then I could conduct those groups, see, because so I had a So what kind of master's did you get? It was in voice. Oh, and see. so, you see, I sang at four places. Well, then that wasn't going to be the end of my life. What was I going to do next? <laughs> well, that's a spirit. Life begins at 40, at least mine did. Now they say that it begins at 50. Well, but no, I, I, I started my career here in Wilmington uh-huh. at age 40. Because mm-hmm. at 39, I, I was a soloist with those three groups, four groups. Okay. And then I, I learned enough. I knew I had to go back and brush up and, and learn things that I knew I didn't know. <laughs> brush up. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's impressive. And, and I was thinking in, in, in reflecting on your career, 
By the way, she mentioned, and we're going to talk about that, uh, her book that was recently published, for those interested. Uh, the name is Notes, My Life with Music, and we're going to talk about that later on, Evelyn, but for the time being. Um, I was kind of deciding what is the thing for you, because composer, lyricist, playwright, so you've been there, done that, and you've done a lot of things. What is the thing that comes natural to you if you could choose something, is there something that you have feel more inclined to? No, because I just did whatever came in my path uh, and what people asked me to do. Uh-huh. And then I just learned to do all those things. And then by the time I came to Wilmington and got my master's, uh-huh. see, then I I just kept adding things. I didn't get rid of any of them. I I, I started composing when I was 65 years old. Oh, there you go. Because I was working for Opera Delaware. Okay. And they needed a, a director of education, but they didn't know they did. And I just went in and said, I would like to be your director of education. And so I volunteered. <laughs> you see, you have to uh, be willing to do things without being paid if, if it's something that you think you it's are worth, uh, worth doing. Yes. But one of the things that uh, she she says it in a way that sounds really easy, but she has conducted over 80 productions, 30 of those for Opera Delaware and the Wilmington's Grand Opera House, um, and many other uh, things. But uh, you began your career as a composer in 1993 with something that uh, you entitled The Enormous Egg Butterworth. No, it was based on a book called The Enormous Egg I by okay. Oliver Butterworth. And it's a it's a, a book that is on the school curriculum. So what nice. I did was get a group of teachers together uh-huh. and administrators and say, uh, what would you bus your children to see at the Grand Opera House? And they mm-hmm. said, well, if you made a musical out of the books that are on mm-hmm. the school curriculum, then we would bus our students to the grand to see your shows and they would also read them and so my my big flame uh, flag up here is literacy i see that's what i was trying to help with Mm -hmm. and so i've gotten several literary awards Mm -hmm. (laughs) or literacy awards Mm -hmm. uh, because of that but that's a book about a little boy whose chicken hatched a dinosaur (laughs) and then he has to go to washington to talk before Congress to to ask them for money so he could put his pet in the Washington Zoo. And there is a huge statue now mm. of, of Beasley the dinosaur in the Washington Zoo. And so I, uh, I took my cast down there, and we did it at the Kennedy Center. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We, it, it calls for two senators mm-hmm. who are talking pro and con the dinosaur. You know, and one says, well, just let him die and be extinct like all the others. And the other one says, no, he's one of a kind. It, he's historic. You know, we should save him. And so I had Carper and Castle <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing their parts. Okay. You see, and I like to do things like that. Well, the, well, then people pay attention. And then <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. So, uh, it's, but it's for all ages. Mm-hmm. It, we called it family opera theater because mm-hmm. I had adult opera singers mm-hmm. from Opera Delaware and school children because I chose the books and the teachers did so that you would have students as students mm-hmm. in them or children's mm-hmm. parts and then you'd have adults singing their adult parts. Mm-hmm. So I had the best of both worlds. 
and that's what made it fun. I had some families who the parents and the kids were both, you know, were all in my shows. All together. There you go. And they've all grown up, and now some of them are in my book, uh, thanking me for what they learned in that experience. Well, that is important. I, and, and many of them came the night I got the award. The, the, uh, well, yeah, I remember you saying, could, those that are related somehow to They've the They've been in my made, shows, please stand up. And, and I think half the audience <laughs> yeah, stood, stood up. up and, yeah. and they were like <laughs> clapping with you and, and celebrating your Lifetime Achievement Award. That is easy to say, but very difficult they're, to They're all my children, see, and I still correspond with them and know what they're doing. So you have tons of friends, Evelyn. Yes, I do. And I have four children of my own, and they're in my book, too. They each told what it was like growing up with their mother as a musician. <laughs> I, I imagine plenty of stories can emerge from that. But um, let me go back to why the arts are so important in your life. How did you begin that relationship that closely is, is very close to your heart? Going back in time, when was the moment you were engaged by the arts? How that happened? Well, when I was seven years old, I made my debut on stage uh -huh. in a, a rotary talent show. <laughs> and oh, I'm still in Wilmington. I'm still I'm in Wilmington Rotary, correct. but I've always been in motor, Rotary. And, some, I see. and my father was president of the Rotary Club when I sang in that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my mother danced. And mm. she was a beautiful dancer, and she danced with a man that looked like Rudolph Valentino, and mm. she had on this beautiful yellow chiffon dress. I can still visualize her yeah, picture there. Her. there yes, you go. yes. Um, so that was back when you were six? Uh, well, I was seven, yes. Ah, seven. And okay. then I started singing in the children's choir at the church, and I sang solos then, mm -hmm. you know, like the angel and fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, you know, the Christmas pageant, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But my parents didn't have very much money, and we did not have a piano. Okay. And my mother took me to a teacher, and she said, um, what may I do with this child? Because I know that she uh, has has talent. And mm -hmm. my mother was a violinist, and she mm -hmm. said, I need to grow my own accompanist. <laughs> mm -hmm. So so I was my, my accompanist. But I learned to play on a cardboard keyboard on the desk. You did? Yes. Is that possible? Yes. But then I went to my lessons, and I had a real piano. And then uh, one Christmas Eve when I was 10, mm -hmm. a piano appeared at our house, and my father was furious because my mother had gotten a job. She had bought something on time. Mm -hmm. the, these were all things, a no-no. So she bought that piano in the 30s. for you? Yes. And then the story began. Then, and then I started winning competitions. <laughs> <laughs> Some things happened. But let me, uh, let's go back to your story, but let me uh, re-engage with the audience to let them know that you are listening and tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for the Delaware State of the Arts radio show. Our guest today is the recipient of the Peggy Amsterdam Outstanding Achievement Award, Evelyn Svensson. Evelyn, welcome again. I'm so happy that you finally had some time because you're a busy woman. It's difficult to catch you uh, at some point, but I'm glad you're here sharing a story that people need to know, a beautiful story of a recognition uh, that was just recently, I mean, it recently happened back in, in October uh, last year, uh, but 
the important thing to make is that she's been involved to the arts since she was seven. And she's currently, can we say how old are you? I'm 86. Are you? I will soon be 87 this year. And it doesn't look like it. And I <laughs> believe that the arts have a, a lot uh, to play on, on that regard. But you were mentioning, by the way, your book that was recently published. Uh, Notes, that's the name of the book, Notes, My Life with Music. Yeah. Tell us about not only the book, but why did you choose uh, that title? Well, I didn't choose it. My editor did. Okay. And but I chose the p photograph on the on the cover, and, and you're that's a, a and that's a picture of me mm -hmm. uh, conducting mm -hmm. at the Grand and mm -hmm. with the red curtain behind oh, me. Conducting. There you go. And then, so I just said, well, let's just put the whole page in red instead of just the curtain right behind me. The small one, you see. There you go. Uh -huh. And I'm looking um, at it, it's very nice. And and tell us how how did you begin the process of writing down? Well, you see, a, a a gentleman came to my house. I have I'm in a cottage at Cokesbury Village, uh -huh. and he wanted to see a painting that I had of a uh, a Brex Mill, and uh, he came with the author of the book about his father, who was an artist. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I said, and who are you? And he said, well, I I was the editor of this book. Mm -hmm. And then he said, uh, my mother lives here at Cokesbury. Ah, bing. <laughs> there you go. And uh, and I think that you have a book in you, and if you would write it, I will publish it. Oh, I and, mean, that, it just, and that's it wasn't how it even happened. Planned. No. And there's plenty of pictures. So you, the story of uh, the arts in Delaware are very much related the, the two, to the things that you've been doing. Yeah, 250 pictures in the book of of so many of the productions. Not all of them, but many of them. Oh, is that your father, Glenn Dickinson? Yes. And so I have a story about my father and one about my very mother. handsome, I have to say. Yes. But see, he was... Uh, Fought in the Second World War and in Korea, uh -huh. and then when he was fifty-four, he went to law school and he was a lawyer for the rest of his life. So mm -hmm. my mother did the same thing: went two years to college, then and a beautiful woman, and, Evelyn, and, and, yes, and then she was the uh, head of a a one one room school all uh -huh. twelve when she was eighteen. I see. Well, when my dad went to Korea, she uh -huh. went back to the University of Virginia and finished her her two years. Uh -huh. So it was not unusual for me to go back at 39 right and to get my continued education and you continue not only educating yourself but having plans because one of the things that you told me i remember um, asking you for your time for an interview and you said well but we also have to talk about the things that i'm planning to do oh yes and uh, I was amazed because you don't lose any kind of energy or anything even close, and, and that speaks a lot to your own spirit. So tell me about your plans. Well, what I'm doing now is since I live in a retirement community, mm -hmm. but it's the only one, and that's the one I, why I chose it, uh -huh. it has a stage and dressing rooms and lights and sound and 300 people in a 300-seat auditorium. So you have a captive audience. Yes. <laughs> and plus, I include I include residents in my productions and at the december 18th i um directed one of my musicals there mm -hmm. and it's the third one that i've directed there that have a christmas theme and this was by uh mary higgins clark uh -huh. who's the famous uh, author of mysteries okay and we 
I did it in Wilmington in 99, December, and she came okay. with an entourage and loved it. Mm-hmm. And so I did it again because it was the, the uh, first one was the Homecoming, which was based on the Waltons television show. Mm-hmm. And you see, I lived right across the mountain from Earl Hamner, who wrote that. <laughs> and so, and his father worked at the DuPont plant in Waynesboro, and so did my husband at uh-huh. different times. So I'm doing those those. I mean, just to entertain yourself, but also entertaining your own your own uh, friends at, uh, at where you are staying right these days. It gives them a chance to be in something. I have a chorus out there. So you make them rehearse and, yeah, and, they and sing memorize in their parts and, and all that? Well, no, I put the chorus on the first two rows because they want to see the show, and then they just sing the choruses because they don't want to memorize or walk around or learn parts. <laughs> <laughs> you have to adapt. But there are always bit. some that do. I had three leading roles uh-huh, by uh-huh. residents this Christmas. Now, tell me something. When it comes to composing, what is a piece that uh, brings memories to you and makes you feel proud about? Is there something that... Oh, well, see, everyone is completely different. And you have to know the characters. Then I write the play. Okay. See, and then I decide what this person is thinking and where the songs ought to be. Mm. And then I write a poem, like a soliloquy. What are they thinking? Or mm-hmm. or how is this going to make the story continue? Okay. And then once you read a poem, it just sort of sings itself. You know where it it melody ought to go up or where it ought to come down about singing itself or it was loud or it's soft or if it's minor so you imagine you imagine the play and then you put the characters together and they they talk to each other but everything happens in your mind and how they respond to each other and how you put the music together and then how you feel see even that first one the dinosaur of course never spoke but i gave him a soliloquy that means he could sing something when nobody else is there and 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 then he could tell what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote a song called One of a Kind. So and I love the last chorus because it just said, well, I'm one of a kind. And so uh, there'll never be another dinosaur because I don't have a girlfriend, you know. <laughs> Evelyn, in, in your case, are the arts a way of expressing feelings or ideas or, or both? Oh, that's what the songs do. Oh, okay. yes. Okay. And every show that I write is based on a book, you see, that's already very popular in many regions. Okay. And it has, it teaches something. It has a lesson, but it entertains. You've got to keep them laughing. <laughs> Even in a mystery, you have parts that are really funny. So you got to combine and make a statement. A variety of styles. And a, to, to choose everybody in the audience is looking for something different. Right. So, I remember you there with the standing ovation and thanking people and making the connection in between every single aspect in your life regarding the arts, but also that connection to individuals. It seems to me like the arts being a way for you to connect with people. Is that like a fair statement? Exactly. You've got it right on. And you enjoy doing that? I do. So what's next in Evelyn's chapter? Well, I I may write another musical, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I'm also still doing Famous Women for the Delaware Humanities Forum. I see. And so in three weeks, I'm I'm flying down to Nashville to do Mrs. Lincoln. 
So I'm glad that you had some time this week because likely you're not going to have time the rest of the year doing what you are doing, right? Well, I'm doing a famous woman about once or twice a month. That's all. But you see, in between, I'm doing a lot of different things. And I'm still singing. You know, I directed the Aldersgate Methodist Church Choir for 33 years. Now I'm back singing in the choir. And in December, I did a solo at both services, Mm -hmm. Ave Maria by Bach Guno. Mm -hmm. So I still... So you continue. And what about your kids? Are they that close to uh, the arts the way you are? Well, my oldest son is in Oregon, and he's a surgeon, and he plays the French horn Mm -hmm. and the piano. Okay. And... Uh, my daughter, the oldest daughter, is in a director of an art museum in in uh, Hickory, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And my other daughter is, is an interior designer in High Point, North Carolina, where they have the big international mm-hmm. furniture market every year. Mm-hmm. And um, she's going to Las Vegas this week. To I mean, or she goes to Atlanta. She goes to New mm-hmm. York. Mm-hmm. The, all three of those children are just great. The youngest boy is in Tampa. And he went there on a golf scholarship, and he is—he was a golf pro for a while, and now mm-hmm. he's selling BMWs. So I went down to Florida to be with him because I'm now a widow, and we were you have apart, the time to... and now we needed to get together. So I played golf to enjoy. in Florida for, for Christmas. And, uh, well, Evelyn, we have just a few seconds left. And just want to thank you again for your presence today. Uh, Peggy Amsterdam Outstanding Achievement Award. Evelyn Svensson, uh, who is an outstanding woman, the reflection of the arts in Delaware. And I just want to thank you for your time today and hoping that you can come back to share the many things that you have in the pipeline arts-wise. Thank you very much for your presence today. And thank you.